With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Jay here for Stratford Paddock. This is the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ronaldo Brown. Ronaldo, how are you doing, mate? You OK? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm happy, man. If you're happy, I'm happy, mate. I always worry about... Why are you always... Nah, listen. Because you're the sort of person, like, you know, when United have <laughs> lost, you, you carry it with you for the week, but United won at the weekend with a... Uh, one of the most bizarre wins ever. Now, I've told you that like, it sets my mood. I, was, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see any of the game, obviously. It was Paddock FC in it out. Doing but, um, for Paddock FC. As your second win in two, innit? Yeah, two and two started well. That's enough Paddock FC. If you want to so. see now, nah, if you want to see the highlights, go on straight with Paddock FC. Go on, yeah, <laughs> great commentary, by the way. I'll give you that one. Um, yeah, but, um, we've got a guest today, haven't we? One of the tier one gurus himself, Mohamed Bouhafsik from RMC Sport. We've been chatting to him mm-hmm. about Alex Tellers, about... The French connection as well at United. Yeah. We've been trying to get him on for a little while. We managed to get him on. He said, he said that his English wasn't great, didn't he? His English was all right. <laughs> no, his English was decent. I'll give it was it very good, yeah. He, he said, was kind oh, of worried you know, about it. might not be able to chat to me for too long because my English isn't great, but it was very good. So we've got an interview with him where we ask him all about the latest transfer news and here's what he had to say. Mohamed, thanks for joining us. The first thing I wanted to ask you about was Alex Tellez to United. What's the latest? Um... First of all, sorry for my English and uh, thank you so much for uh, your welcome. And uh, I'm very happy to, to speak with you and to, to speak with uh, the fans of Manchester United, big club in England and in the world. Uh, the, the news about Alex Telles is uh, pretty straightforward. Manchester United wants uh, Alex Telles, the, the player wants to, to come to, to United. I, I announced uh, it uh, several months, uh, one or two weeks, I think. I announced this information and uh, we feel that it's confirmed uh, now. Uh, the, the player has reached uh, an agreement with uh, Manchester United and everything is in order now. Uh, and now we need to, uh, to come an agreement between Porto and Manchester United. And it's uh, true that it's not easy uh, because the, the, the negotiation between uh, Manchester United and uh, Porto uh, are very, very difficult. Do you think that the signing will end up actually going through? Do you actually see it happening? How confident are you that it will happen? 
Um, I said I think that it's it's not easy because um, Porto uh, don't like to to want him let go easily, and uh, the the club uh, know that it's it, it's very important player and uh, and Porto because it's very good player, uh, but I think that the negotiation very tough. But uh, I think I think that uh, the most important uh, is the, the 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 point of view of the player. And I know I know that he would like to come to, to Manchester United. Uh, I think that um, he will he will uh, he will eventually uh, sing in United, but it's not it's not easy because uh, uh, Porto not know the information that uh, he would like to go to 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 United. He know that he would like to sign on United, and it's for this uh, that uh, Porto is stuck uh, stuff uh, in negotiation because he know all the information and all uh, the think of uh, of uh, Teles. Um, there's been reports that United are still interested in uh, Monaco's Benoit Benadishil. What's the latest on that? Forgive my pronunciation, by the way. No, no, no. The name in French is Benoit Badiachil. Badiachil. Uh, uh, it's very interesting because uh, when, when I give the information, uh, it's the same time of uh, Gabriel News. And we know that, uh, that uh, Manchester would like to, to sign a central back. Uh, and uh, Manchester uh, looked the, 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 the possibility of Gabriel and Badiachil. And I, give the, I gave the information on, on Twitter that um, Manchester uh, have, uh, had made an offer, a big offer for, for, for Monaco. But now I think that it's over because um, uh, United was very interested before. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, um, Kovac arrived in uh, in Monaco. He's now the, the the coach of uh, Monaco, and he loved many many the player. He loved so much the player, and uh, and he wanted to keep him now uh, in Monaco. I think that now it's a player of Manchester, and he, he, he will stay in Manchester. Uh, oh, sorry, for Monaco, he will stay in Monaco uh, because uh, uh, now uh, he have the confidence of of uh, Kovac. And uh, I think that he will stay in, the, in, in Monaco, and uh, I think that it's over for, for Manchester. But but you know you know because you know that uh, Manchester is big club uh, because this summer Manchester would like to sign to sign him. Uh, Leverkusen would like to 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 to, to take uh, Badiachil. But now I think that uh, this possibility it's over. Never mind. Never mind. Now we've seen previously that United that United have been linked to Frenchman Ousmane Dembélé. Do you actually see him coming to the club? Possibly. I think that uh, it's not possible because um, I know very well in Usman Dembele and um, I know that he wants to be successful at Barcelona and he wants to continue to try everything uh, there and uh, to do better in Barcelona because um, he likes uh, the life in Barcelona, he likes the city, he likes the people and uh, his preparation was good uh, and he wants to, to be successful uh, on this club because he you know that it's a big club on the world. You know that it's the, the club of uh, of uh, of uh, the his dream, and I think that it's not possible for for this summer. But uh, I'm sure, and I have this information that uh, uh, Manchester uh, would would like to 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 take uh, Usman Dembele. But I think that for this summer, it's not possible. Um, Mohamed, we're still waiting to see if Paul Pogba will sign a new deal at Manchester United. Do you expect him to commit to the, the club anytime soon? It's a very good question. Uh, very interesting question because uh, 
Uh, I know very well Paul uh, since uh, eight years. Uh, first of all, it's very big player, very good player with uh, with um, uh, had incredible because he's many ambitious, many many um, many professional. Uh, for 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 the new contract, I don't have precise information, but uh, uh, I think that he will stay in Manchester United because, uh, according to to my uh, my several contacts. Uh, in Manchester United, I know that Manchester would like to to build around him and want to offer him a bigger contract, and would like to 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 keep uh, Paul uh, in the project of United. In and uh, I think that uh, all the all the um, the staff of Manchester are focused on the possibility that have uh, I have uh, Paul on the on the center of the project, and I think that it's very important to have uh, one big player for Paul. On the club. Right. And on to another Frenchman for United. How impressed were you with Anthony Martial last season and can you see him or envisage him? Oh. Yeah, I know you were impressed, but can you see uh, him becoming a regular for France as well? Um, I, I love so much this player. Uh, you know that uh, uh, I announced the first in France and in the world that uh, Martial signed in United because uh, uh, it's uh, it's many times since uh, five years, I think, and uh, um, it's I think that it's what, uh, it's my first big information in England when uh, when uh, when Anthony arrived in uh, in uh, Manchester United, and I uh, I have the the memory of the message of all the people and all the fans of Manchester United, announce Marcel, announce Marcel, announce Marcel, announce Anthony, and. Uh, the, the the context of the the, the arrival or arrival of Martial in uh, in Manchester it's so incredible because the the offer was uh, uh, 80 million euro uh, for for the player with uh, just one one stage with uh, with Monaco and uh, with Lyon it's an incredible um, uh, signing for Manchester but I love this player because he's so fantastic he's he's uh, he can play in all the, the, pos the position of the of the, the forward and he creating pretty crazy things. Uh, it goes fast, dribbles and eats. He, I love I love I love the player, but I think that um, if they don't have um, if he don't have physical worries, physical pro problem, he will be successful. Do you think Do you think he's happy at Manchester United? Uh, yes, Marshall. No, no, no. I'm sure uh, because I, I, I know the player. I'm sure that he, he was, uh, uh, he is happy on the, on the Manchester. I know that he, the relationship between uh, between Anthony and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer it's incredible. Uh, Ole Gunnar uh, uh, gave many information to 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 Anthony, and he, he speak a lot, a lot, a lot with Anthony. And uh, uh, Anthony loved the, the the United fans and the relationship between the fans of Manchester United and Anthony. It's so incredible. Uh, I know that uh, during the the, um, the season with uh, Jose Mourinho, the relationship between Jose and Anthony uh, was so difficult. Uh, it take the the, the 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 number of the jersey to to give him to to Zlatan Ibrahimovic, and uh, uh, I think that now uh, you have a very good player and you have a big player focus on the project of uh, Manchester United. Definitely, we all love we all love Anthony Martial. I'm definitely, um, Martial FC. Yeah. Uh, just one final question, Mohammed. We ask everyone: Have you got any news on Jaden Sancho? Do you know anything? What's the latest? Anun Sancho, Anun Sancho, Anun Sancho. <laughs> uh, 
I, I have always heard the, the same thing that uh, this was Manchester United's priority and that he had uh, come to an agreement with uh, Manchester because I, I know that uh, Jadon Sancho would like to play in Manchester United uh, and this has even been the case for several months uh, but Manchester United uh, did don't, didn't like to pay uh, the 120 million euro uh, asked by, uh, by Dortmund. Uh, Dortmund uh, don't want to give up and uh, uh, just 1 million and United do, doesn't want to pay so much and uh, it's a very difficult situation because uh, Sancho, uh, uh, Sancho is happy in, in Dortmund and with uh, Alain, with Guerrero, with, uh, with Vittel, with uh, Hazard and he he wouldn't like to 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 go to the to battle with uh, with uh, with Dortmund because uh, United because Dortmund was a very big club and very professional. But I know that uh, he reached an agreement with uh, United and he would like to 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 join United. But I I think I think that now um, I wouldn't like I wouldn't like to say that it's over because for Badashil for me it's over. But I wouldn't like to say that uh, it's over. But uh, but I, I think that it's too difficult. And uh, for me, when you speak with the, 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 the staff of Dortmund, all the people say it's finished. Uh, uh, he can't leave uh, Dortmund this summer, but uh, we, we would like, to, we, we will see uh, in, one, in one year. Uh, I think that this, this uh, signing is too important for, 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 for negotiating the last week of the Mercato. For me, it's too difficult, but I think that uh, in one, one year or two years, uh, we can we can we can show uh, Jadon Sancho in Old Trafford because if he reach an agreement now, uh, he would like to play in United, and it's for this that uh, for me it's possibility, big possibility. Uh, don't sound too confident. No, it doesn't <laughs> sound like we're going to get Jadon Sancho, but no, certainly not yet. Anyway, um, Mohamed, thanks for speaking to us. We know you're very busy, and we appreciate you coming and chatting to us, and all the and fans appreciate it too. Sorry for my English. Sorry for, for your, your English is very good. It's better than ours. Sorry because <laughs> I, I because I, I and I, I I didn't prepare my this interview because uh, because I love to to speak with my uh, my uh, my sincerity and uh, it's for this that uh, thank you so much. Thank you for 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 your host and uh, I would like to say that uh, the fans of Manchester United are so incredible on Twitter. Uh, I receive many 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 messages and uh, I'm happy to see that. Uh, uh, they have many players, many French players, because I have uh, many news of the French player. Uh, and I know, I know that uh, it's not big news, but I know that uh, Manchester United loves the, the French player and the French. Uh, you know, in France we we speak we we speak of uh, because we are very we're very stronger. We we love the post formation, post formation uh, with the player of uh, uh, 18, 19, 17. And I know that Manchester United. Uh, work hard and work better in France with this uh, player profile, uh, and I think that in two or three years we can uh, we can we can we will see many many players of uh, this uh, typical profile in Manchester United. And it's for this that, uh, for example, Manchester would like to 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 work on the possibility of Badiashil because they work in France and they work good. Uh, and I hope that in two or three years you can uh, you can show many many French players in the United. I hope so as well, because we've had some fantastic French players at Manchester Thank so United. Thank you so much. Thanks, Thanks so much. Bye-bye.
Good stuff. Nice guy, innit? Very, yeah, nice very guy. happy guy as well. Quite um, sheen as well, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it made me laugh because um, obviously his eyes lit up when we were talking about Andy Marshall, Marshall for example. Yeah. Example the, the great relationship he has with Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Now, that's good to hear as well because I don't know if you remember, sort of, do you remember the Cardiff game? Yeah. Where we lost at Old Trafford at yeah, the, the end of the season and, and there was talk that Marshall wasn't happy. It makes me shiver that. Losing to Cardiff at Old Horrible game, wasn't it? They'd already been relegated. Dark times. Oh, but, um, okay. But do you remember, like, Marshall, I think, I can't remember, I think he was on the bench or yeah. he, in his warm-up, he was just going through the motions and there was a lot of talk that he wasn't happy and that um, him and Ollie weren't getting on. But from what you gather there, from someone who obviously knows Andy Marshall, they've got a great relationship, which is a positive thing, isn't it? Considering what we've had in the past, especially with Jose. And I feel like we've only started seeing him smile. Only I know, when, he's when, 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 Marshall. He's smile often. But when, when, when Solskjaer was appointed, obviously Mourinho weren't very fond of him. No. Almost wanted to shop him. If anything, if you remember correctly, but I feel like since Solskjaer's been in charge, I've seen Marshall start to smile a bit more, and you could see his football has become better as a result. But um, he did his eyes did look up quite a bit then. He could tell he had a bit of a bit of knowledge about Marshall, and he was excited to what he can bring. So maybe we've not even seen the best of him so far. But obviously, we didn't mention he's not. I did ask him. I was trying to get it out, but because he got so excited at the fact to mention Marshall, he kind of cut me a little bit. But I did get it out in the end that. Um, Marshall's not been a regular, complete regular for France. Obviously, they've got loads of options like Mbappe, Griezmann, Giroud still does bits for them. And it's interesting to see if he continues the kind of form that he's shown in the past 12 to 18 months at United, if he could actually become a staple in what is the world champions. But obviously, you know, he didn't have the best game on the weekend, from what I heard, because I didn't actually get to see it. But no, um, it, well, it, it, the thing with Marshall is. Even when he doesn't have a good game, he still shows them glimpses yeah, of class. Yeah, he's got quality, man. You know, and he did that. He did that weekend. He um, it wasn't a great game. You're right, but he showed those glimpses. And going back to what you said earlier about it, sort of connects well. You know, there was the thing with um, with Jose. He didn't get on with him. No. He got dropped, obviously. Um, and then when when Sanchez came in, I think that affected him. Didn't go to the World Cup with France. Would have got a medal just for sitting on the bench. Yeah. Blatantly. So that that you know obviously wasn't great for him. And also, it was interesting what. Um, what Mohamed said then, he said about you know, how Martial wasn't happy about when his, his number got took off him and then he gets his number back. You know, he gets the number nine or he, you know, he gets so that things goal. like that, that yeah. kind of irks a player, innit? Yeah. Just and you don't, give him you, my number. You don't remember that, you don't think about that, you don't yeah. think actually, yeah, do you know what, he, he, he um, you know, he's been given that number nine, he's been given that role, that role in the team um, and he's, he's, he's shining for it. Another thing that perhaps he was talking about obviously was Paul Pogba, Says that mm. he, he, he gets the feeling that United want to build the the, cl the club or the team, sorry, around Paul Popper. Does that make sense to you? That having that attitude and trying our best to keep him as long as we can. No, hundred percent. Yeah. Regardless of what anyone wants to say, he's still one of the best midfielders in the world. And I feel like what we've seen from him in the start of the season might be just the fact that after Corona effects, obviously he got quite ill, and um, I feel like he's just starting. To, I think he's a bit of a slow burner sometimes, Pogba. Like when he gets his legs under him and he gets going, then you can see the best of him. I know he sometimes can be a little bit inconsistent, but players like Pogba, they can just, they're match winners, and that's what you need. So even if he's not playing well in certain games, a glimpse of class or something will kind of pull out that maybe he and maybe one or two others in the whole world of football can do and kind of op open a game for us. That's why, regardless of how he's playing, I, I kind of just always believe in Pogba. And we don't want a situation again where we kind of turn against him 
we sell him and then he goes on and does better things again, like he did when he went to Juve. I think we've got to stick by him. No, That's I, what I believe. No. Anyway, I know people are quick to criticise him because of his kind of languid style and sometimes he looks disinterested and he's a bit of a risk-taker. But to me, you can't really replace the quality he brings when he's on it anyway. No, I agree. <laughs> and I think it's interesting because, you know, Pablo obviously had a difficult mm. season last season. He was injured for a lot of it. Then everyone was sort of losing their minds because he went to his brother's wedding yeah. or whatever he was. He played basketball and all that sort of stuff. But part of the problem is when the team's not performing and you can see them missing Paul Pogba yeah. and he's not playing... It, it does get a lot of people, it gets the back up, especially when he, after he'd said he wanted to leave and he wanted a new challenge. But we saw it when he came back for the Spurs game, the very first game so yeah. after lockdown. He comes off the bench and he just changes the game Change like that it. with that little bit, of a, little bit of class. In terms of transfers, I mean, it was more the same really, wasn't it? I mean, you know, obviously he knows about the Sellers deal. That looks like it's on the horizon anytime soon. Even by the time mm. you're watching this, it may, may even have got over the line. Um, he looked we, pretty confident about it, didn't he? He, did, he has been confident, hasn't he, Mohammed? And when we spoke to him there, obviously, he, was, yeah, he seems to think that's a, a case of sort of sooner rather than later, dare we say. No, he did, but <laughs> what I did take from that is United are a bit of personal terms agreed FC in it a little bit because <laughs> even, <laughs> even when he mentioned it, he was saying, oh, the Tellers thing, it's <laughs> all these players that we've not signed that we've been kind of linked to, or the majority that we've gone deep into the negotiations, the players want to come. And that's not a problem, it's just, well, personal terms agreed. How many times we've heard that? But um, it's just us as the club or United and the fees with the, the club that we're obviously trying to buy them from. And it's just never, I don't know why is it so difficult. Are we just stubborn? Are clubs purposely a bit difficult when they're dealing with United? I'm not sure what it is, but it, it shouldn't be as difficult as it's being made to seem with the way United kind of do business, especially if you compare it to the, the other top six sides or the other teams that we're kind of rival, rivaling um, in what happens to be the top four race still because it looks like we still, in it's early days yet, but it doesn't look like we're quite still bridge the gap when it comes to the likes of Liverpool and challenging for a title. But it's just kind of annoying that I'm seeing them clubs bringing in reinforcements that might not even need it as much as we do. And then we're kind of just full of like brinking on the edge of negotiating and then not getting him and then being linked here and there and then not getting them and then personal terms agreed here and there, but actually not getting it through. And the only, basically, basically the only signing we've managed to achieve all transfer window is Donny van der Beek. And that's basically because of the strong connection there with Edwin van der Sar. And that is literally the only reason that it kind of went in so seamlessly. It just seems like when it's a little bit difficult and United actually need to pull a finger out and and just be a little bit more, I don't know, forceful, a bit, show a bit more grit in terms of like showing the kind of ambition where I know the club's not a place where we actually need it to be. So I'm going to make sure we sign these, I'm going to sign these players and do whatever it, what, do whatever it takes to actually get it done. I don't know, it's just it's just frustrating. I don't know if I'm not, not going to get upset and start crying on, on video, but um, I'm ranting a little bit, but no, it's I get frustrating. It, you know, yeah. when you look look at sort of yeah. since Fergie you retired, yeah. you know, the, the, the transfer policy hasn't made much sense a lot of the time and a lot yeah. of these deals that we've done under Ole, you know, you look at them and you think, OK, you know, I, I rate Aaron Wambasaka, I rate Harry Maguire. But those are deals that basically we paid the asking price. There was no, oh, we managed to get a bargain, you know, or we managed to sort of negotiate. Palace wanted 50 million, yeah. they got it. 
Leicester wanted 80 million plus 5 million add-ons. They got it. Yeah. Those negotiations both took around two weeks. In the end, we ended up paying what they want. Daniel James leads what I did for four and a half million. That was a done deal on transfer deadline date in January. Five months later, when that fell apart, we buy him for 15 million. Yeah. So again, it's not really the bargain that everyone makes it out to be. Odina Gallo, we, we get him at half 11 when he's knocking on his director's door saying, please let me go to Manchester United. Smacks of desperation. Yeah. Even Bruno, who's been a great signing. We didn't get him in the summer when we should have done. We didn't get him at the beginning of January, which should have been as the latest point we did get yeah. him. We waited until the end of January, until after we'd be, be, been beaten by Burnley. And even then, the only reason I feel that deal got done was because no one came in for, with a concrete offer for him. And we were able to get him for what looks like a relative bargain of around 47 million quid. So, when you look at it all, and Van der Beek, the one you mentioned, yeah. and Van der Sar sort of, and Ollie seems to have got together, there's no real re way where you go, oh, United have done a real transfer coup then. That's real That's Yeah, it's not quality there. That's what I mentioned. It's, yeah. It has to be laid on a plate for us, yeah. kind of, to get over. Like, Harry Maguire, we paid over the odds for him. Now, I understand why we paid that, because that's what Leicester wanted, and they... Even though they're a selling club, they're not skint. They've got yeah. rich owners and the, the, the sort of they've got ambition as well. So I understand Palace again. They dug their heels in with with Aaron Saka. I think they saw the value of him and and why he was their big asset to sell. Because even the likes of Zaha is you know he's getting on a bit. Where yeah. at the time I think Wambazaka was what early 2021, 20, 22. So we haven't got any of those bargains. We haven't got any of those little deals mm -hmm. that Fergie be able to used to be able to do. Getting on the phone to people and making them and happen. And, and as perhaps he's mentioned there, you know. It looks like the Teller's deal is going to happen, but it's dragging on a little bit in terms of, you know, we've gone to the player first, yeah. his agent, then we'll go to the club. It seems we do things a bit ass about face. You know, with Jack Sancho, we've gone to him, apparently we've got the deal, he's, he's happy to go, but he's not forcing through a move. And at the time of, of speaking, we don't even know if, if that move's going to happen. Uh, moving on yeah. from Mohamed Bahavsi, and thanks for him coming on the channel. We much appreciate it and check him out on RMC Sport and on Twitter if you want updates and. and all the latest transfer news is, as we said earlier, is very reliable. Um, what other stories have you got for us? You've been looking at what some of the other tier one transfer. We said the latest to do with United is is the AC Milan and um, possible the low departure, yeah. which is what Romano's basically tweeted about um, recently. And what do you actually think about the low departure? I know obviously we've got Aaron Wan-Bissaka as, as right back first choice, and then you've got the kind of shakiness with the Luke Shaw and Brandon Williams left backside not shown, whereas the kind of unsure about them both as of now. Obviously, Luke Shaw has obviously had a bit more time. Um, we haven't really got a notable backup to Aaron Wan-Bissaka that we're kind of confident in, which many people might actually think the loan might be, but the fact that we're getting rid of him, what, does, what, do, you, what do you kind of think about that, Jay? I've not got your opinion on the on low, actually. I quite like Apart from you mocking the, that, the news one time about the low, but I'm going to speak <laughs> about that. But anyway, <laughs> this, this guy, hey, this he never guy. lets it go, this guy. Right. I just, <laughs> it just didn't seem the most exciting news title to me that we yeah. might be selling Diogo Dolo, but I'm glad you've, right. you've let it go. Right. Um, I like Diogo Dolo. I think he's a decent player. One thing that's baffled me with, with, with what's happened with him under Ole is how he hasn't been given a chance, not just at right back or left back, because he can play either side, but as a winger. And I think yeah. he can play on the wing. And we've seen him do quite well on the wing. And I think at times <laughs> last season, where you've got Mason out there, and you know, you've yeah. got Marshall, obviously, who, who is now more or less central. Yeah. Uh, Marcus Rashford plays on, on the left. But I think there have been opportunities where you could have rotated a little bit, especially towards the end of the season when we had like the games were coming thick and fast. You know, you go back to the FA Cup semi final against Chelsea, we had to bring in a Gallo and, and mix it up a little bit. But I've also well, maybe the low could have gone on, on the wing, and you could have 
move Mason into to mm. the middle if you needed to rest Martial. Or, do you know what I mean? He just didn't seem to get any opportunities at all. And especially when you consider it was him that won the penalty against Paris that more or less got Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's job. I'm not saying you can dine out on that forever, but there was a time when he was <laughs> obviously made. Yeah, but yeah, do you know what I mean? So it just it is surprising to me that Ole just obviously doesn't fancy him at all in any position. When because you think about it. There's probably like three or four positions he can fill, either full back, right or left wing, maybe probably more right wing, but you never know. So he's, 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 a, a, he's a bit of an in betweener though. I think Delo. I think Delo is one of those players where he's not quite defensively sound enough to be a full back, and then he's not quite dynamic and like kind of technically just natural. He doesn't look like a natural winger. He looks more like a wing back. I said he's probably not a fullback, not a winger, so he's probably a wing back, and right, we okay. don't really we don't really play with wing backs, so it doesn't kind of work that way. So I think because he doesn't really fit into the system of play that Solskjaer kind of wants, that kind of adds to it. But obviously, with as fans, we don't know what's going on behind closed doors. We don't know whether Delo has got an attitude problem. We don't know whether he's he keeps himself in the best shape because sometimes he can look a little bit um, weighty. Yeah, uh, if I put it nicely, and. I think the last couple of times I've seen him play for United, he's not been too good either. But I'm along with you. I think he's got a little bit of ability. And, but is he a United player for where you wanna, we kind of want to go? That's probably not where, where it is. I but, don't think, personally, nah. I'm like too gutted that he's leaving. Nah. I'm just slightly surprised he didn't get more opportunities. Um, on the Romano front, he was also, not long ago, I think it was a couple of days ago, well, about day and a half ago, tweeting about Lazio in for uh, Andres Pereira, what do you make an Quite one? a bit of money as well that was spoken well, about. Is it, is, it, is it option to buy for 32 million or something, or 27 million or something? Something like that. Yeah, 27 million euros, I think. If you get that much for Andres Pereira, then that's high wit. <laughs> you, might, you might see this, actually. <laughs> anyway, I'll say it with chess, but um, that's highway robbery, really. <laughs> that was it. Headline. Is that the next news headline? I, and Lazio... <laughs> <laughs> Lazio, Lazio buy Andres Pereira for 27 million. Yeah. Brackets, well. highway robbery. But, um, um, nah, I don't know, probably. I mean, Pereira for me, he's sort of, I say this all the time, but he's almost like the epitome of what went wrong at Manchester United that, that season under Ole. Because mm. he's not a bad player, right? But he's nowhere near the levels you need. Yeah. You're going to be challenging for even for top four. He's just not. I think his decision making is what's off. Non existent. I think Halston he says he's got the decision making of a cat, I think he said in one of their fan cams. But the guy played 40 games, I think, last season for Manchester United. I'm pretty sure he did. He played 40 games. Even if he didn't, I've been saying that wrong for a long time. 40 games? Um, yeah. And I, I would say that I can't remember a player with lesser ability playing so many games for Manchester United. Do you know what I mean? I've seen players that are worse than Andre Pereira play for United, but they played like, like three or four games mm, and then got mm, binned off. I mean, production-wise. Yeah, he's like... I'm he, thinking 40 games last season for United... Obviously, I don't know the statistics, but I wonder what, what how many goals and assists did he have in that time? I think it's, it's two and th- twos or threes or something. I don't think there's a, there's a lot nah, of things like two, two goals and one assist or the other way around. Tells a story, doesn't it? It, it does, and you know he, yeah. he's not a defensive midfielder. He's not a number ten. He's not a winger. You know, you talk about how yeah. Delo doesn't seem to shine in any position. I always feel yeah. Pereira. You play him as a DM. He's not quite a DM. You play him as uh, as a number ten. He doesn't do anything. You play him out on the wing. You don't really get involved. Yeah. I mean. It's just not good enough. The short and long of it is, you know, we can debate all we want about certain players, but is there any United fan out there that thinks Andres Pereira is good enough for this club? Because I certainly don't. I've not no. spoke to anyone who does. I don't know any. 
I literally, from what I've seen, comments, Twitter, and the likes. I don't, <laughs> Twitter. I don't, Twitter don't think I, that Marcus Rashford's good enough in United. Yeah, nah, Twitter, but, you don't but I know hate, where you're coming from. You don't get much harsher than Twitter. Yeah. But, so they definitely know Pereira fans. Well, not Pereira fans, but like people that kind of believe in him still. No, I mean, but, uh, there might be one or two out there who think, you know what, he, he's good enough or which he deserves more of a chance. But he got a massive chance last season. He didn't take it in any way, shape or form. And a move to Lazio, good move for him, big club. Serie A seems to be a lot more kinder to certain players than it does yeah, it seems like in the Premier League. I feel like the transition from Premier League to Serie A, I think I mentioned it before, makes it look like the players. Just I don't know if it's the speed difference in the leagues or what it is, but when Premier League players do seem to go to that to the league, they seem to do well. They, they do. They do. We, saw it. we saw it with yeah. our reserves last season, didn't Basically, we? Basically, when they all went to Inter and all shone. And, and small in at, at Roma. Deadwood FC just went over Deadwood there. FC. Actually, I can't even say Deadwood because um, I feel like that's upsetting a few people. Okay. A few, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I feel like it's a bit rude. Yeah, we don't want to be too on our people are, alumni. People that are surplus. To surplus to requirements. Surplus to requirements. Good, just not good enough, I think is yeah. the polite way of saying it. <laughs> uh, well, just before we wrap up, tier one, all the tier one journalists have been talking about Jaden Sancho. We spoke to Mahan Bahasi about it as well, yeah. obviously. I mean, everyone seems to be saying the same thing. We're waiting for a bid. We're running out of days. The bid's got to come sooner or later. What, 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 he wait, wants wait, to come. What, what we day, want him. But what date is it? It's, yeah. Uh, I mean, by the time we watch this, September. there might have been a development. Now, listen, um, I feel like the deadline day can't come soon enough. I'm sick of hearing about this, you know, if it doesn't happen. Because I'm losing my head. You are, mate. You've had enough, haven't you? How many times like have you got to talk about Jadon Sancho? It must be, you know, it's, it's like it's every day. Too, it's too much. And what's the, what is the latest line on Jadon Sancho? It's, it's come to the point where we spoke about him so much as United fans and we've been so obsessed with him. If he does sign, imagine the pressure. Imagine, like, that sort of pressure is... I think the pressure is going to... I feel like if Jadon does come after all of this, the build-up, the negotiations, the drama, the brinkmanship... Um, and so on. When he comes, he might come with some of the most pressure United signing has had in a long time. It's weird as well, isn't it? Because and that's it. <laughs> I think he might be right. I yeah. think he might, sort of going back over the years, big signings we've had. Pogba had a lot of pressure on him. Um, probably not Probably not the same as Jadon Sancho in a way, know, you know. because you still had the likes of Zlatan, you had Jose there as well. Yeah, Van Persie signing. Van Persie had pressure, but again, not that not much. Not that much. Um, Di Maria had pressure, he didn't live up to it. Uh, Memphis Depay had pressure, he didn't live up to it. Uh, Sanchez had pressure, didn't live up to it. But he didn't have the circus that this No, had. but this for this to drag on this long and to what is potentially going to be because if you coincide what, a record it, fee. Yeah, if you, can, if you coincide it with how United are kind of looking now, where we're not, not looking... Like amazing, if, if you're being honest, or we scraping That's wins. A polite way of saying it. We're yeah. scraping wins at Brighton, we're losing to Palace at home. It, it's almost if we sign Sancho now, he's going to be viewed as the sort of saving grace Savior. almost. And then if he doesn't produce, then there's going to be hell to pay. I, I would have to pay. I'm not. I don't, I don't know, man. It's, 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 you, you're right, and you make a good point, but yeah. I just want to see us get a fucking deal done. <laughs> get no, deal. No, don't get me wrong, I want to sign him. I know, I know you do. But I'm, I'm just, just thinking it from that, his yeah. side. Is, is no, I, I just, I just love to be able to make that yeah. analysis or that, you know, yeah. sort of comment on him once he's in a United <laughs> shirt. Because like you, I'm sick of the circus and the saga or whatever you want to call it that has gone around Jaden Sancho. 
I think that just about wraps it up. Otherwise, we're just going to be going on and on about Jane and Sancho for the next three hours. I'm not doing that. We've all had enough of that. Um, (laughs) This has been the Tier 1 Transfer Podcast. Run it. Thanks for co-hosting with me, as always. And a big thank you to Mohamed Bohafsi for joining us over from France. Much appreciated. Don't forget to hit like, share and subscribe. Don't forget also, we'll be giving you daily updates on Transfers Live at night. We've got a big transfer deadline day bonanza planned for the deadline day. Have we? First yeah, time I'm hearing about well, it. Well, you're involved, so I'm, I could have told you <laughs> earlier. <laughs> don't, don't book anything right. in on Monday because you've got things to do. Uh, well, we'll be giving you live updates. Yeah. We'll have McCullough will be here, Joe will be here, Ronnie will be here, he's just found out. And we'll have reports from <laughs> Old Trafford will be in the studio as well. So if we do have any breaking news, if United do sign Jaden Sancho, Alex Tellers or anyone else, we'll be able to tell you about it. This has been the Table 1 Transfer Podcast. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network.